Welcome to Milwaukee Mennonite Church. My name is Reese, and today the youth is going to be leading worship. Can everyone join me and turn to page 863 for the call to worship? Please join me in reading. Source of all hope and holiness, we gather today. Bless those who are absent, but not from our hearts. Bless those who are distant, but not from our love. Bless each of us here, that we may choose justice by your spirit. Draw a kindness from the well of your mercy, and walk humbly in your path, O oh God. Uh, please turn to number seven, not 77, number seven. Come, let us all unite to sing.
Uh, now please turn to number 596, Don't Be Afraid. Uh, and we're singing through this one twice. Turn to page um, 926. Dear Jesus, I confess my need of you. I am sorry for my sins, and I trust that you forgive me. I accept your love and grace for me, and welcome you into your heart. Help me believe in you and love every day and help me show the world how great your love is. I commit my life into your hands. Amen. And then you may stand and pass the peace. The scripture reading is from 2 Kings chapter 8, verses 8 through 23. Aram's king was fighting against Israel. He took counsel, Aram's king, with his officers, saying, I'll camp at such and such place. Elijah, the man of God, sent word to Israel's king. Beware of passing by this place because the Aramean... Arameans are going down there. Then Israel's king sent word to the place where the man of God, that the man of God had mentioned to him. Time after time, Elisha warned the king, and the king was always on the alert. Aram's king was extremely upset about this. He called his officers and said to them, Who among us is 
is siding with Israel's king. One of his officers said, No one, your majesty. It's Elisha, the Israelite prophet. He's the one who tells Israel's king the words that you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. He said, Find, go and find Elisha. Then I so will send men to capture him. They told him, He is in Dothan. So the king sent horses and chariots there with a strong army. They came at night and surrounded the city. Elisha's servant got up early and went out. He saw an army with horses and chariots surrounding the city. His servant said to Elisha, Oh no, master, what will we do? Don't be afraid, Elisha said. Because there are more of us than there are of them. Then Elisha prayed, Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he saw that the mountain was full of horses and fiery chariots surrounding Elisha. The Arameans came toward him, so Elisha prayed to the Lord, Strike this nation with blindness. And the Lord struck them blind, just as Elisha had asked. Elisha said to them, This isn't the right road or the right city. Follow me and I'll lead you to the man you're looking for. But he instead took them into Samaria. The Lord, uh, when they arrived in Samaria, Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men so they can see. The Lord opened their eyes and they saw that they were right in the middle of Samaria. When he saw them, Israel's king said to Elisha, Should I kill them, my father? Should I? But he said, No, don't kill them. Did you capture them with your own sword or bow? Do you have the right to kill them? Put food and water in front of them so they can eat and drink and return to their master. So the king gave them a great feast, and they ate and drank. Then the king let them go, and they returned to their master. After that, Aramean raiding parties didn't come into Israel anymore. The mighty country of Aram was at war with Israel. The king of Aram made a plan with his officers. We will set up camp over there. When the Israelites come this way, we will capture them. Elisha the prophet warned the king of Israel about the army and plans. Your army should beware. The soldiers of Aram are waiting. Do not pass them in that place. They are hiding, ready to capture you. The king of Aram found out that his plans had been ruined. He was not too happy about this. Arr! Who told the king of Israel our plans? Who was the spy? It wasn't one of us, my king. It was Elisha, the prophet of God. He tells his king everything, even what, he, you, what, uh, what you whisper in private. Well, we must capture him. Elisha has to be stopped. Find out where he's staying. The Arameans found out that Elisha was staying in Dathan. That night, the Armenian soldiers went with horses and chariots and surrounded the city. Early in the morning, Elisha's servants saw the soldiers waiting outside. Master, what shall we do? We're surrounded. Don't be afraid. God is with us. God, please strike these people with blindness. Zoop.
Soldiers, follow me. I will bring you to the man you are looking for. Elisha led the army into Samaria straight to the king of Israel. Then God removed their blindness. Whoop. And they saw that they were surrounded by the Israelites. Elisha, what shall I do now? Shall I kill these soldiers? No, don't kill them. Prepare a great feast for them. After they eat, send them back to their king. I'm sorry, what? You want me to make a feast for them? Okay, I guess. So the king made a huge feast. Everyone ate and drank, and then they returned home. After that, the armies of Aram did not attack Israel anymore. Greetings, everyone. I'm, well, you may have heard of me. I'm the prophet Elisha. That's Elisha, not Elijah. I know, it's confusing. So, like I said, my name's Elisha, and I'm a prophet. Being a prophet means that I listen to God and pass on what God says to the people. I know it sounds like a pretty good gig, but trust me, telling people what God says can get you in trouble. Sometimes, though, it works out pretty well. Like this one time when my country was at war with another country, I was in danger, but God protected me. My king had the chance to kill the enemy army, but I knew that wasn't what God wanted. What do you think God wanted to what do you think God wanted the king to do instead of killing them? God told me to tell the king to give the enemy army food and water, so the king made a big feast for everyone. What a sight, our king and the enemy army sitting down and eating together. Have you ever been surprised by someone doing something nice for you that you didn't expect? The army was so happy to be safe and to have good food that they returned home and stopped trying to attack our people. Being a peacemaker can help everyone make everyone safe. Let's pray together. God, help us all to do the good work of prophets, to listen to your voice and encourage people to live out your peace. Amen. This reflection and questions was written by Joanna Harder. Elisha, Elisha keeps mysteriously thwarting the king of Aram's military strategy. So the king sends an entire army with horses and chariots to capture one man. But that's okay, because God has even more invisible horses and fire chariots around the city that somehow managed to blind the entire Aramean army. The blind army unquestioningly follows the man they were sent to kill, and their eyes are opened when they are in Samaria, at the mercy of the king of Israel, a king who, on the instructions of the prophet Elisha, decides to feed rather than attack the enemy forces. It is difficult to pinpoint exactly which piece of the story is the most unbelievable, and perhaps that is precisely the point. The ways of God are so very different from the ways of humans that we can scarcely believe them. Humans try to plot, scheme, try to plot, scheme, and keep secrets, but in God, all things are known. Humans make a great show of power, but God often works invisibly behind the scenes. Humans default to fear, but God says, do not be afraid. 
Humans pride themselves on being, on being wise and rational, but our wisdom is foolishness to God. Humans create categories of friend and enemy, while God urges all of us to sit together at the table. The last line of today's reading is particularly, is particularly worth noting. And the Arameans no longer came raiding into the land of Israel. This story is not about one thwarted attack, but rather the end of a cycle of animosity and violence that plagued both nations. While typical human reactions to violence might lead to a positive short-term resolution, it is only through the unexpected ways of God that we can interrupt violent cycles and live in God's lasting peace. Have you ever had a meal with people you considered enemies or people with whom you had strong differences? How did that meal come about? How did you feel during it? Did the nature of your relationship with those people change after you ate with them? Describe a current situation that weighs heavily on your heart where peace seems impossible. What might it look like for God to step in and break the cycle of violence? This is number 794, If the War Goes On.
Our Bible story today speaks of God bringing peace between two nations. We know that there are many places in our world today where violent forces both within, within the country and from other countries threaten the safety of those who live there. Our prayer this morning is for peace around the world. I will open with a spoken prayer and then you are welcome to come forward and place a stone on the map covering an area for which you are offering prayers for peace. You may pray silently or out loud for this part of the world and then return to your seat. I will close our time with a spoken prayer. Let's pray. O Prince of Peace, the violence within and between nations threatens the well-being, the health, the happiness, and the very lives of your beloved children. Hear now our prayers for peace in our world. For Sudan and the refugees in Egypt. Your world, O God, is a tender and miraculous place. Let these prayers for your people rise up to you, and let your peace that is beyond understanding fall on us all. Amen. Let's pray together the prayer that Jesus taught, 989C. Let's pray. Blessed one, our source and support, holy is your name. May your love be enacted in the world. May your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us in the time of trial and deliver us from evil for all that we do in your love and all that your love brings to birth and all that of love will be now forever. Amen. Uh, it's time for our sending song, which is, uh, there's a typo in the bulletin. It's number 810, Go My Friends in Grace.
Go forth in the strong vulnerability of the Creator, the wise foolishness of Jesus Christ, and the sure uncertainties of the Holy Spirit. Know that the powerful presence of God surrounds you, and the holy table is set for all of us.